Hello and welcome to The Mirror Project. We are your hosts, Christine and Alexandra, and we are so glad you are joining us. Today we are going to be talking about love and dating. It feels pretty on theme with Valentine's Day around the corner. Whether you are in a relationship or single at the moment like us, grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and join us as we journey through love and life. Before we dive into today's topic, like, subscribe, or follow us on your preferred listening platform. Go ahead, pause, and do it now before you forget. Don't worry, we won't get started without you. Okay, so we're going to kick this off by talking about what choosing a life partner means, kind of what goes into that. So before we jump into a interview of or quote of one of my favorite actors, why don't we catch people up on what our dating lives have been like so far? So Christine, I know in the intro we mentioned we're both currently single, but how is yes. your love life going? How's my love life going? So far, I've really not put much of a focus, like the year just started. <laughs> so, so far, nothing. But I would say up until this point, you know, I've definitely come to the choice that I want to start exploring dating and relationships a bit more. But I took a little break at the end of the year from doing all that just because I wanted to focus on me. 2023 was, as I've mentioned in, in previous episodes, an interesting ride. And I did a little bit of dating, but I haven't been on any dating apps since college, mostly because that kind of gives me the ick a little bit, but I understand that's the name of the game. But for this coming year, it's definitely a goal of mine. I want to sort of push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit and challenge myself to just get out and start meeting new people. And I understand that there'll be days when it's a little defeating and frustrating, but I don't want to shy away from it because I'm scared. So that's where I'm at right now, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. But how about you? What's going on with you, Alexandra? So also still single. I've been for quite a while now. I think, yeah, Christine, you definitely knew my last serious, yeah, my last relationship to who was probably somebody I'm sure Christine wanted to slap me upside the head sometimes going, really? <laughs> I didn't know him all that well. <laughs> but what I knew, I didn't like. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> so after I left New Jersey, which we've talked about, and I moved to North Carolina, I kind of went into a hermit phase. I felt like I didn't have a job to begin with when I first moved down here. I didn't know who I was. I felt a little lost. So for a long time, dating has been on the back burner and then starting to put myself back out there, thinking about it, looking for a job, COVID hit and, you know, a little odd dating in a pandemic. And I think at some point I was like, I just don't like people. <laughs> but a friend of mine who will be a guest on our show uh, upcoming had encouraged me that when I was ready to put myself back out there, she'd be my wing woman. So she did help me make a dating profile earlier this past fall and I had gone on a few dates they were interesting and then <laughs> then like you for like the holiday season I pretty much from a little bit before Thanksgiving through Christmas I was like I don't want to deal with it don't want to deal with people as we've talked about I'm doing my MBA program finishing up the term I was like uh-uh I am not dealing with people. So I'm actually started my second term. So we'll see, or not my second, but my next term. So we'll see how that's going and see how the dating fits in because we will just let it roll as we go. I haven't quite reactivated my dating profile, which I would agree with you, Christine. Dating apps kind of give me the ick. 
is my experiences, which I'm sure I'll talk about a little bit later in this episode. Yeah. There was one that was, oh, quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really where we're at right now. So we're definitely single. And I think sometimes that can make Valentine's a little hard, right? You're surrounded by these TV shows, movies, advertising, everything that's like, oh, love, love, couples, dates, romantic nights, wedding proposals, da, 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 da. And I'm like, single, still, mm -hmm. still single. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say for me growing up, Valentine's Day, I wouldn't say I felt bad that I was single, have been single when Valentine's Day rolls around because I grew up in a very loving home. I admired my parents' marriage and I look back on, you know, at being a kid, like my dad always would make sure that he not only treated my mom special on Valentine's Day, but that he also did something for each of me and my sisters. So that kind of like warmed my heart and put like a nice little thought, put nice thoughts about towards Valentine's Day in my mind. I also look at it as an opportunity to tell the people and relationships, friendships that I have in my life, how much I love and appreciate them. So I'm a big fan of Galentine's Day. I always like to do a little something around this, this time of year for my girlfriends because they truly are the best people in my life. And yeah, I, I think, you know, it's nice to have that, even though that view on this time of year, even though I am single and who knows, we'll see what next year has. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say that you taught me to appreciate Galentine's Day because I didn't really have a whole lot of girlfriends in high school who celebrated that way. So I think it was more in college that you introduced me to that. So it's always a nice reminder to tell people you love them. Yeah, exactly. I would say it really didn't become a big thing for me until college either because, you know, growing up, I went to very small schools. I went to a, a small Catholic elementary middle school where I was with the same 40 something kids from when we were five six years old till we were ready to go off to high school and then when I was in high school I was in an all-girls school and high school is just a rough time all around <laughs> emotionally and then being surrounded by an all-girl all environment at that age can be hard. But once I hit college and I found my group of people I really wanted to embrace Valentine's Day and make it just as special as Valentine's Day because those were the relationships I was fostering and caring most about. And I'm, I'm, I carry that with me always. So definitely something to keep in mind that I will keep in mind as I venture into a romantic journey and relationship. And speaking of a romantic journey and finding either person you want to spend some time with for a little while or your life's partner. So a while back, I think I came across this or you came across it and we sent it to one another. And to our listeners may not know that I have a huge, huge crush on Henry Cavill. I think he's just a total sweetheart, very attractive, so nerdy, so cute. So nerdy. I love how nerdy he is. <laughs> also, have you seen uh, on his social media his dog? Like, oh my god, I just love his dog. Mm -hmm. I saw something else how he runs with like a lion hat on. Like he ah. just runs, he goes on his run wearing this like adorable crocheted or knit lion mane hat. It's so funny. Oh he's my just gosh. A, he's such a goof and I love it. Oh. <laughs> That's why we like him, men. That's why we like him. Not because he's super hot. I mean, that helps. But that's why we like him. <laughs> yeah, it does help. But he's he seems so sweet. So this was something I was scrolling. One of us was scrolling on our feed or whatever. And it was from Alpha Motivation 
Zero's account. I would not, I don't know anything else about them other than this one post, so I couldn't recommend them or not. But the, in the reel, it was a video of him being interviewed and was asked a question about life partner. And so he said, he being Henry Cavill said, choose your life's mate carefully. From this one decision will come 90% of all your happiness or misery. Never deprive somebody of hope. It might be all that they have. Never waste an opportunity to tell someone you love them. Remember that 80% of success in any job is based on your ability to deal with people. And lastly, don't expect life to be fair. And when I heard that, I was just like, oh, that hit all of the areas. (laughs) That hits love, dating, just life in general and your relationships with people. It's a really beautifully said I and I don't know if he wrote it or if he was quoting someone but yeah I agree it was so poignant and beautifully Mm -hmm. said because and like we were talking about earlier with Valentine's Day or you know even if you're single this is a really good time of year just to a reminder to tell people you care about them and love them Mm -hmm. including yourself including how much you care and about care about and love yourself because that's the first relationship you have (laughs) and it will Mm. always have because you always have you for company. So Mm -hmm. foster that love and relationship with yourself. Yeah. And I think it stresses. It's like if you're on the dating market or you're dating somebody because you're looking for a lifelong partner, that person that'll be with you, how important it is of a decision that to make so it's not something that you know i think february and valentine's and all the romantic feelings it's like the emotions are put to the forefront and like yes feeling attracted or connected to somebody or in love with somebody is so important but also choosing wisely somebody who supports you somebody who loves you somebody who may push you to be better without being a bully you know these are things and characteristics and qualities that are so important but i feel like sometimes within the push for like oh being a couple be in a relationship that's not stressed so much and you know i would say with my ex that christine did not know very well but what she heard i certainly felt pressure to where I was in life, I was in college, so many people were in serious relationships, moving towards marriage. Mm. I think I was so swept up in the pressure of like, this is what I need to be doing at this phase in my life. I ignored a lot of red flags that were problematic, not because this person was a bad person, but because it wasn't the right person for me. So this definitely brought to forefront. I was like, oh yeah, like don't ignore the red flags. What are they saying to you? What is it reinforcing that you want or don't want? Exactly. And for me, I've I've not been in a long-term relationship before. I've just been casually dating since college, getting, you know, meeting people here and there. I definitely have been able to take the time because I don't have first-hand experience to really think about what I want and what I expect. So for me, I'm approaching dating not in like the phase of high school, early college where I have that experience of a high school boyfriend or early college boyfriend to to lean on so I'm, I'm not looking to experience that now I've, I've really been able to figure out what I want and what I don't want and work on myself because eventually I do want something long term and I know the how important it is that I must love myself first and and enter in a relationship knowing that I'm an individual outside of this relationship and I have so much to offer other than just being with this person Mm -hmm. so yeah which is a a great role in to 
what you were just talking about the the next topic we wanted to cover which was loving yourself whilst you're single or in a relationship so christine can you tell me more about what it means for us to love ourselves because i know that's something that i struggle with and as you said you're the person you spend your whole life with you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I won't say I'm an expert on the topic, but having been single pretty much, I've I've been single, I've never been in a relationship at this point. I really have learned the importance of not only self-love, but what it means to date yourself. Because it teaches you more about who you are, allows you to figure out what you like and you don't like, and at the end of the day, the internal dialogue that you have with yourself is just as important as, as how you treat others. Because if you tr- if you don't treat yourself the way you want to be treated, then that's just inviting other people to treat you poorly. So those are the lessons I've learned. And it's taken a while to get to this point. But I think it's important to, to share about that with others. Be open. I don't, I don't feel shame that I've never been in a relationship. I did at one point because like what you said, Alexander, that you got swept up in what you thought you needed to be doing with that last relationship. I definitely can relate to that. And at points in my life, early college, I guess I would say, I kind of would feel that way at times. But I don't know, as as I stand now, I, I kind of like that I've never had a significant relationship other than my friendships and my family relationships. Because I think at the heart of any romantic relationship is a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you if you aren't truly friends with the person that you're dating, then what's really there? Because the attraction is all very, it, it's all surface level. Like you got to mm-hmm. dig deeper. If you don't connect with that person on a soul deep level, then I don't see it as a as something that's going to last. And that's okay. You can have those relationships. Oh, yeah. I, frankly, I think they're important to have. But for something long term, if you find yourself in a relationship where you're not friends with who you're dating, mm-hmm. I think it's time to do a little ref- self-reflection. Yeah, and that brings up a good point, right? Because like, you want to have commonalities with the person that you're with. And you want to have that basis of friendship, of something to come back to. Of course, you don't want to always just you know, want to be in the friend zone. You, you want that chemistry, yeah. that attraction. It, it's, I think, the blend of the best of both worlds. And I think there's still something to a bit of the opposites attract. And it's finding that sweet spot, that beautiful blend of all of it, which is, I think, sometimes difficult to find. And mm. it's so funny because we were talking about dating apps a little earlier. And I remember being in college and I was like, I think I thought I was like looking for a long-term relationship. And that's what I put on this one and you know there's so many people who are like we'll see that and they think I immediately want to jump into a long-term relationship and I'm like no I mean yes if it's the right person but no I do not think our first date will constitute the rest of our lives also even if a first date sucks give give it a if you feel like there is potential give that second date a try because first date's mm-hmm. So much pressure is put on first dates. It really does feel like you're going to an interview, <laughs> especially if it's the first time you're meeting somebody. It might be a different story if you've been friends with them for a while and you decide yeah. to explore a romantic relationship. But it's almost like a cold call, like <laughs> yeah, interview. yeah, exactly. So I think it's a, it's truly important knowing who you are and being confident to stand on your own. Like it's okay if I don't find a person right now. And being secure in that and then being content with your own company. I think Mm -hmm. if you're not able to just sit and be with yourself, I encourage you to explore why that is the case. 
And in the long run, I think it's not only going to benefit you, but any future relationships, friendships you have. I like that you brought that up, right? Because I would say I'm more of an introvert. I think we've talked about this before that Mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable with my own company at home, at a coffee shop, in a bookstore. Where I don't feel so comfortable are necessarily taking myself out on a date. And no, I don't mean a coffee date because I just said I'm very comfortable being alone at a coffee shop. But I mean like going to the theater, a movie Mm. on my own, going out to dinner Mm. during dinner hour. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sitting by yourself in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I want to try. And I think and work on because I've gone out on dinner dates with friends I'm very close with we catch up for a few hours but that's also very different you know it's Mm -hmm. like this is a friendship relationship not really a date with yourself you know so it's my friend Traveris is very good she at that she's like oh I love taking myself out on a date to go to a dinner and just treating myself and I think I don't know why but I get very wrapped up in my head of what people think of me which (laughs) as we talked about I think in sayings and mantras, <laughs> that is a catch 22 yeah. of like worrying about what other people think of us because it should, as you said, we're the most important relationship we'll have in our life. Like our opinions of ourselves should matter more than mm. what others might think of uh, a woman eating dinner alone or. And I agree. I'm in the same boat. I, I feel awkward doing that myself. I haven't done it yet, but it's something I want to work towards, but it's also not normalized in mm-hmm our invi- in our society or in in our environment the thought of going out into a restaurant and sitting by yourself i think it's one thing if you're going and sitting at the bar and having dinner but like actually sitting down at a table that's set for two usually and having a meal in a room full of people who are with friends family partners it's a little daunting to think about because it's one thing sitting by yourself in your own space alone, but being in a room alone is something entirely different and really can make you feel alone. Because I don't necessarily feel alone when I'm home by myself. But if I'm in a if I'm in a public space alone, yeah, that's hard. I would also say not distracting yourself with our phones or social media while you're eating, genuinely being present in that space. Because that's something I look forward, I don't know if I look forward to, I look for in a date. Like, are they, is he on his phone a lot or is he here present with me? Because even if it's a first date, I almost rarely look at my phone unless I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, we were talking about something. I'm just going, I have to show you this picture. Or somebody's like, oh, hey, what's the picture of your dog? Otherwise, I keep my phone in my purse. You know, it's not in sight. I'm not looking at it. And a little easier to do when you're having a conversation with somebody, theoretically, although I see people out on I'm assuming dates, but they're not talking to each other. So, you know, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. <laughs> but I think this is also an important to, to do before you're in a relationship. But I think we have also had conversations of like, you know, if and when we're in long-term relationships, these are things we don't want to stop doing. We don't want to stop taking ourselves out on dates. We don't want to stop having our time with our friends and then our time with our partners, our person, which is, I think that's really important because I, I know I've seen a lot of girlfriends and particularly in college get so absorbed by yeah. the person they were seeing and that's what their right. life became. Exactly. They lose themselves. They become, mm-hmm. in some cases, their self-worth becomes wrapped up in this person that they are in a relationship with. My heart goes out to people who find themselves in that situation and my one sort of PSA is that 
it's okay if you find yourself in that situation, but I encourage you to reach out to people and tr- and try and sort of work through why you're in, why you found yourself in that in that situation. But yeah, it, the it's truly important to remember that you are your own person, and mm-hmm. that you know living in living in a country a society where the rate of divorce is so high. I think it's like 50% or maybe even higher. It's important to remember the importance of your relationship with yourself, Mm -hmm. but the relationship with the other people in your life. You don't always have to be constantly doing things with the person you're dating. And I think if the person you're dating is jealous of this, that's a red flag. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's important to still have things outside of that relationship right yeah and I say this having never been in a relationship so I that's where where I'm coming from but it's how I'm entering any future mm-hmm. relationship and, and like you said kind of avoiding or not falling into codependency relationships or if, when you become aware of it extricating yourself because when you place the reason for your happiness on another person, it can be a bit volatile, right? Like it mm. can be taken away at a moment's notice or it can be great for a while. And I would say something that's important is whether you're male or female and you're dating whomever, if you're talking to your friends about your partner and you only tell your friends about the bad things, your friends are already primed not to like them. So when you're like, oh, right. don't just be happy for me and all this stuff, they're going to be like, no, because I've heard all of the shit that you just complained about and how terrible they are. I'm not really rooting for you. So, (laughs) you know, it's important to share the good times with your friends. Like, oh my gosh, yes, my partner, he was, he or she was so sweet. They, you know, came to work and surprised me, brought me, you know, lunch and just, it was a random Tuesday and we love spending time together. And it's okay to, you know, chat with your friends and saying this thing's really annoying to me I feel like I have to have a conversation it's like the balance but yeah I remember hearing my mom talk about her stepsister and how everyone in the family just didn't like the person she was seeing because every time you know they broke Mm -hmm. up they're like yay and then he came back around they're like oh and and her stepsister was like why does no one like him because we've seen all the terrible the mess he leaves beside every time he leaves right (laughs) you know so yeah not making somebody else the center of your happiness exactly yeah and that's that takes time to learn and it's Mm -hmm. certainly easier said than done I think because I've definitely found myself in situations that I sort of look at and like how did I end up here but that's that's how it can happen it can just sneak up on you you don't even realize it but having those strong relationships, friendships outside of that situation you might find yourself in truly have saved me and have helped me navigate out of really not great <laughs> moments of my life. Yeah. And I think I value the friends who, like Christine, after my ex had, yeah, he had dumped me. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I was also, this was during college and I was studying abroad. No, I had to, we just finished undergraduate. And we were yeah. going, I was going out to Canada. The reason the abroad comes up, because this was the second time I was dumped <laughs> while outside of the U.S. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So the, the guy I was dating our first year on the dance team, I mm-hmm. was over the summer break and I was in France on a class study abroad and he had <laughs> just called and dumped me on the phone. <laughs> and I was like, ah, cool. This sucks. But you're in France. So... 
hey, that night was interesting. I had a friend on the trip and she was like, get in the shower. You can cry. I'm, this is, you have an hour. I'm, that's all you're getting. And then we're going out. I like her already. <laughs> so plastered that night. Like, and if anyone has listened to us or will listen to us for a while, they know I don't really drink a whole lot, but definitely was making out with a French man by the end of the evening. It was good. Then I came home and dealt with it all. But the second time when I was going to Canada and I came home, home being New Jersey at the time for me, I remember how much you were there to support me, Christine. You're like, I love you. I'm so sorry you're going through this. And then I think there was a time she's like, I'm going to have a real conversation with you. And I don't think that person was good for you. And Mm -hmm. so I think those friendships are so valuable that they've heard the good, they've heard the bad, and they can go feel all the feels, have all the emotions. I'm here for you. I'm there. And then we're going to sit down and have a conversation about what you've just been through. (laughs) It was my first time being able to be there for somebody coming out of something like that. So I'm glad that I was able to be there for you and help you and that I did help. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great flow into the next thing that um, we had come across on social media. So yeah, this is something you found. Yeah. yeah, And it was, it was kind of great. It was totally random. I don't think I'd ever seen this person before on my feed. So I was like, okay, cool. And so this section is called lessons in dating and it comes from Benjamin Daly's post and we will link his Instagram account so you can check it out for yourself. And the video is titled 20 things I wish I knew while dating in my 20s. So gonna run through them for everyone. And then Christine, why don't you pull out some of the ones that you thought were most interesting? Yeah. Okay. So it starts. If they ignore you, just quietly move on. You don't need to send them any long messages. Just take your dignity and go. How you meet is irrelevant. So stop romanticizing it. The important thing is that you meet your person, not how you meet them. Never let a handful of good qualities make you think everything about them is great. The truth is, you don't have the full picture yet, so don't assume. If you are not clear on the type of person you want to attract, you waste a lot of time dating unsuitable people. The right person doesn't put you in the position of not knowing where you stand. They give you clarity, not confusion. Date people who share similar values to you, because relationships that are aligned are so much easier. Misalignment in values will cause a lot of conflict. To meet your person, you have to be visible. After all, if you can't be seen, you can't be found. Presentation is really important because it's the first step to attraction. And when you look good, you feel good and you attract better. Your mental health is more important than any relationship. If you have to sacrifice your mental well-being for your partner, you'll lose yourself in the process. How someone treats you is how they feel about you. If they act like they don't care, they don't care. Love will always be draining if you date people you have to raise. If they can't take care of themselves, you'll basically be their parent. If someone can steal your partner, they're doing you a massive favor because the right person cannot be stolen. You're single until it's exclusive, so never take yourself off the market prematurely. If you wouldn't be friends with the person you're dating, the relationship is probably built on physical attraction or infatuation and probably won't last. You actually don't miss them. You miss what you wanted them to be. Rejection is inevitable. Not everyone is going to be right for you, and you're not going to be right for everyone else. It's a part of life. Accept it. Don't believe in promises. Only someone's actions will reveal their intentions. Also, don't believe in potential. Potential is worthless without action to back it up. So look at where they are and what they're doing now. And finally, there's someone out there for you. The only way you won't find them is if you quit. What a list, right? Yeah. I think he did such a great job. He hit, I don't think he missed anything. He hit every Mm -hmm. point that's truly important to think about when approaching relationships. I think for me the ones that really hit the hardest coming out strong number one if they ignore (laughs) you if they ignore you just quietly move on you don't need to send them any long messages take 
just take your dignity and go. I think like the instinct is to try and explain yourself or try and get them to explain themselves to you when Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day there might not be an explanation it could just be like oh you know I just don't view you that way and yeah it Mm -hmm. hurts it sucks but I think you know that's when you can turn to your girlfriends or your family or the people in your life that you can lean on to help you through it and I will say that definitely if they ignore you but you know if you started somewhat seeing somebody consistently or a few times and you're just no longer interested this is one time when i say please don't ghost people just say i know it's uncomfortable it's hard to be rejected as later in the list he says rejection is a part of life i almost for me like as much as it would hurt i'd almost prefer to say someone like hey i've enjoyed our dates i'm just not interested Mm -hmm. versus like ghosting yeah ghosting it's it's not nice. <laughs> like, just disappearing from somebody's life, especially because there's some people who have ghosted, like, months into a relationship. I feel like ghosting after a few dates, yeah, it sucks. But, I don't know. For me, my hope and the approach I want to bring to any situation that I'm in is, is honesty and just being upfront. I'm not saying this because I want to hurt you. It most it might do that, but it's not my intention. I just want to be upfront and honest because I think what hurts more is when they just disappear. Even if you've only gone on two or three dates, not that you necessarily owe them an explanation, but being truthful also speaks to your character and how you right. you not only treat romantic relationships and dating, but your other relationships and how you, the integrity you have. And I think that gets lost. And of course, it's the easy thing to do. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to foster that in not only ourselves, but in future generations. And that kind of goes into like how someone treats you is how they feel about you. If they act like they don't care, they don't care. And you don't actually miss them. You miss what you wanted them to be. And I think there's a whole lot of like, that one really hits hard. Conflate other people's actions or intentions and say oh he or she is great they've got so much potential yeah but like the one of the last ones said like potential is worthless without action Mm. that's what kind of happened with my last relationship yeah we had talked about marriage but this man who was a boy at the time you know or behaved like one didn't really know what he wanted and Mm -hmm. was so easily influenced by the people around him and so while there might have been a lot of potential in him, that's worthless. And I know that Christine and I have talked about how motivated and ambitious person I am. And I will tell that funny date story that I referenced earlier. So one of the dates I had this past fall, I was pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, just like, hey, go on some dates. It does not have to be the one. I'm just putting myself out there, getting comfortable. This is where I also learned like, yeah, date people who are more aligned with you because this man's greatest ambition. You ready for it, Christine? Word for word. Oh, God. His greatest ambition was to not be a bum. Wow. Some low standards. <laughs> I mean, generally, yeah, base bar. Like, I mean, that's a given, <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah. And so when I try to ask him questions about, like, oh, what is he interested in pursuing? He's going to go back to school. Like, tell me more about this. And he was like, I don't know. Like, maybe this, because it's kind of important. And I was like, mm-hmm. so great base ambition however it's not ambition or work towards something particular and so i would even ask i was like oh what are you passionate about what are your hobbies and he's like i like when people have passions i just don't know that i have any i was like or 
something like that. And I was like, oh, oh. My God. So another man who doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> oh, and it got a little worse. This was after going up to the bar and ordering our drinks. And bartender is putting it on one tab. And he's like, okay, together. And I think he could kind of read that was an awkward first date interaction. Yeah. And then the guy jumped in very quickly. No, separately. Because I was like, at that point, he wasn't putting out his card or anything. And I was like, fuck it. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Like, Yeah. We're empowered I, women. We can yes, cover the Yes. I checks. do think if somebody, the person who has asked, on, asked you out on the date, I, yeah. I kind of lean towards maybe that person should indicate paying. Or some, like yeah. if a man is taking a woman out for a date or however, mm-hmm. a woman should definitely offer and have the ability to back that up. I just think a man should pay on the first date sometimes. But this time I was like, I really don't care. I'm not all that bothered by it. I can cover each of our $6 ciders, guys. I was an expensive yeah. date. <laughs> I think the bartender knew how bad it was going to go. Anyways, oh, no. so it's like pulling teeth to get any information out of this man. I mean, he was asking questions about me, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. But I I was genuinely curious in getting to know him, right? Because you're trying to see if this is somebody I would go out with again or whether yeah. it's for a long term or just to go on another date. And then he ended it 7.30. Granted, it was a weeknight, but it was 7.30. And he's like, I have to go home. My dad doesn't like it when I'm late. Now, nothing wrong with living your parents. I currently live no. with my mother. But this man is older than I am. My dad doesn't like it when I'm late. Ooh. And I was like, and I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. See you never again. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> so it was like, wow. this is where values and goals and ambition out of alignment. <laughs> so I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, confirmation that I need to search for more ambitious people or ambition towards something in particular with actual actions to back it up. <laughs> yeah. So wow. funny date story from recently. That, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, I think having humor is so, like, being able to, to laugh at when things go awry is so important because mm-hmm. it's so easy to become brought down and frustrated and, you know, feel negative towards when situations don't go the way you were hoping. But yeah. being able to laugh at yourself and at the situation is so important. And I kind of, like, low-key was rooting for the bartender to be like, let me buy you a drink. <laughs> That was very that was very painful. I'm so sorry. Here you go. <laughs> oh, that would have been nice. I was like, honestly, I was having better conversations with the bartender ordering my drink than I was with this man. Yeah, I would have been like, um, okay, bye. So, <laughs> would you like to share a drink with me? <laughs> we seem to have more chemistry than me and him. Anyway, <laughs> I think the other quote that I definitely wanted to hit on was Mm -hmm. if somebody can steal your partner they're doing you a massive favor because the right person cannot be stolen Mm. and I would love to comment on this because I've known quite a few people who are very worried about their partner cheating and I don't want to sound naive or like my head in the sand but it's not something I ever worry about because like you Christine I said I'm very upfront in relationships if it's going somewhere we're like okay we're exclusive we're dating I'm only seeing you I have a conversation of like I do not want to be with somebody who's cheating on me. Never will. Don't have a plan to be. If you're interested in somebody else and it's like you want to act on that, I would rather that person come to me and say, I'm having these feelings. I'm interested in somebody else. I'd rather end before you cheat on me. I will respect somebody so much more for that. Even if it sucks and it hurts, then being cheated on so it's just it's not really something i worry i have a conversation up front and i hold people to that standard 
but for some, they may be very worried about them. And that makes me interested because we were talking about dating ourselves earlier. And it's like, what is at the root of that? Is it because you've been cheated on before or are you the person who's cheated on somebody else? So I feel like that's a very interesting place to examine emotions and thoughts. Yeah, I think it's also important to talk with your partner, but also to like figure out for yourself what certain things you believe are cheating because it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's also important to have that conversation with who you're with and hear what they, what their thoughts are and what your thoughts are and sort of come to an agreement between the two of you. Like, okay, we're in this relationship together. It's a partnership. Yeah. And also I think realizing that you don't have to be a cheater. Like you're not just a cheater if you physically cheat with somebody there's emotional adultery Mm -hmm. like there's so many different things to it hiding who you're with or your text messages like I don't think you should give your partner full there's there's a level of trust that should be at the center of your relationship and if the trust is broken then that's something you need to work if you want to work on together you should. Right and I was just looking back at her notes and I realized I had missed one of his bullet points from his Benjamin Daly is real on the whole. If somebody can steal your partner, my apologies for missing that one. But it said building on this, if you don't, you don't have to have sex with someone to be a cheater. So like Christine said, the emotional affair, the moment that someone starts hiding texts or lying about who they're with, the cheating has already begun. I know that may seem a bit extreme to some people, but like, yeah, it makes sense. And I don't mean like hiding text messages between a group of friends because you're trying to surprise your partner with a birthday party. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about like a surprise celebration and you don't want to ruin the secret. I'm talking, you you know what you mean <laughs> when it's mm-hmm. like somebody starts hiding things. And I, I think it's important to know the difference between, to know what hiding is. I think it's not necessarily my place to read through my partner's text messages mm-hmm. or know nope. what they're doing at all times. I trust that they, like, they're an individual. They can have mm-hmm. their privacy. That I guess that's the, the difference between privacy and hiding. Yeah. I think Everybody's entitled to, to privacy, yes, and it's trust. But as soon as, you know, you can – and you can tell when somebody's hiding things from you, mm-hmm. that's something you have to be like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. And, and, and have that uncomfortable conversation. I am a big – fan of the idea of having uncomfortable conversations they are not easy but it's important to do especially if you're in a long-term relationship right that's Mm -hmm. bound to happen you're gonna have differing opinions views on things and i think the relationships that last face those things head on yeah exactly because it's i've never been in a situation where i've been cheated on which i'm very grateful and thankful for but i feel like yeah the whole not I, I don't know. You know how sometimes you'll see or hear people our age or younger, they just go through their partner's phones. That weirds me out. Like, I don't yeah. need to. I don't want to. I trust the other person. I res- expect that trust in return. Mm-hmm. I also don't care. I'm not somebody who ever snoops. I don't like to. I don't want to. Here's a fun example. So, like, around the holidays when you open up presents from the Christmas tree, and I almost hate that moment of opening the gift i love the suspense too kind of like imagining what you might get like the surprise i've never been somebody who goes under the tree and like shakes it like what is it what (laughs) am i getting so yeah that's not me so i don't do that with my partners i think it's to me it's like a little too intrusive when people are like oh no i just i look through my boyfriend's phones dms all the text messages i was like that just exhausts me hearing about it (laughs) 
I'm going to be honest. And yeah, as Christine can attest, I am a terrible texter. Like, I yeah. am. <laughs> Me too. I'd rather pick up the phone. To... I thought she was like, oh, yeah, she's awful. People, listeners, she's well... terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but so am I. So it's okay. Yeah. I'd rather pick up the phone and I exactly. and call and call somebody. I, I heard, I saw something silly where people are doing the ins and outs for the new year and mm-hmm. how someone was saying phone calls are out. And I'm like, I fucking love phone calls. I love FaceTime. Having to sit there and type out everything that I'm thinking is so annoying. And then also, it's going to get misconstrued. It's going to be misinterpreted. So I'm just a big fan of picking up that phone Mm -hmm. or seeing you in person. So yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't I don't blame you for the text thing because I'm I'm also a a bad texter. (laughs) <laughs> so another fun fact I, for the handful of dates that I went on this fall I pulled some amazing stories out of them amazing <laughs> may not be the right word but some interesting stories so one of very nice man attractive we had some interesting stuff I just I wasn't opposed to a second date with him I just didn't see it going somewhere very long term mm-hmm. and I was very clear I am very busy mm-hmm. as we have talked about I Working full-time job. Going to school. Going to school. Yeah. Doing this. Working on another business. A lot going on. And that I'm kind of a shite texter. Like, I just... <laughs> I'm also the bad habit of, like, I will type out a response. I'll forget to hit send. <laughs> or I'll see something come through. Read it. Go, I will respond to that in a minute. And then I don't. And I'm like, hey, this person hasn't responded. Why haven't they responded? And I'm getting... So, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. It was me. I was the asshole. I didn't respond. <laughs> But anyways, so this man was like very insistent. I was like, hey, I'm busy. It was actually when I was coming up to see you, Christine, I was like, he wanted to go out that Friday, but I was flying up to see you that day. And I was like, I to go to a a college friend's wedding. And I was like, I'll be back in town, you know, afterwards. And it was just very insistent. He was like, I thought you were ghosting me. And I said, no, (laughs) I've told you I'm just very busy. And then he was like, okay, well, can we, I was like, okay, yeah, how about this coming Friday. And I was, he was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I'm somebody who likes plans. Mm-hmm. You say you want to go out Friday? What time? Where? I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I don't know what I want to eat on Friday. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't have to be a food date. Oh, no, he what? He'd asked for dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I just let it go. And then I think he thought he was ghosting me and that I would be offended. And if you know what I was like, sir, I wasn't ghosting you on purpose. I was just really busy. And also, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was okay with this, like, sure, what end whatever strange communication this was. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, it speaks to really how much you t- it is something you have to work at. If you want to pursue a relationship in the early stages of meeting somebody, it takes work. So setting up the, I don't know if the ground rules are the right, is the right term, but basically sort of just coming to a, a, an agreement like, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm really liking this. I want to keep the momentum moving, but we might need to be a little more creative when it comes to how we're starting off this relationship. Because if you're a really busy person, you're juggling a lot of different things. And that's the thing. It's like, if I'm busy and I'm making the time for somebody, I am making the time for somebody. I don't really <laughs> there's a couple moments where my extroverted self pops up and it was like hey let me do plans with people usually friends not necessarily dates and i'm like oh why i don't i didn't really want to go out but if i make time to talk to you christine or other people or go on a date 
I'm setting aside that time and I do see my time as valuable. So it's it's kind of hard when that that's a day they're by a date and they're like, Well, I just didn't think you you know, what I'm like, No, I have literally set yeah. aside time for you. I am showing up <laughs> you know, so Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now you know. I have definitely confirmed a lot of things I am interested in and not interested in throughout these experiences. And so I think I'm just gonna look at dating as that for a while. It's all important. With each interaction, it's a learning opportunity. So now that we've shared much about our love lives and some of the lessons learned in dating from other people, I mean, seriously, go find this reel from Benjamin Daly and give it a listen. But we would love to hear from you guys listening. What is your current experience with dating? Any funny stories? Any just heartwarming, romantic stories? We want to hear you know, and tell us what your thoughts are. What are your biggest takeaways? So yeah, definitely connect with us on social media, sharing that or in the comment section of this episode. Any last thoughts, Christine or notes? Maybe we'll just want to touch on a little bit how we'll look at dating going forward. I think because it's the new year, I'm excited I talked about this in my goals for the year. I'm, I'm entering 2024 with excitement and energy, and I don't want to lose it. <laughs> and so it, one of my many goals, because I only listed a couple, but one of my many goals does revolve around dating and just putting myself out there. So I think I do have to just give dating apps a try. I know that there's some I'm not at all interested in doing again, but there's some good ones out there. I'll give it a go and that'll give more more stories for me to share here. So stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> yeah, as you said, going forward, I'd definitely be a bit pickier. And I think that's important to share. I think it's okay to be picky when it comes to your preferences and mm. dating somebody, your preferences in a person or their values. I think we hear a lot I feel like a lot of messaging I'd heard for a few years was like, being picky was bad, being picky was shallow. And I'm like, no, if your intention Mm. is to eventually find your life partner, there's a balance. It's important to know what you want. And I'm not saying like, oh, hey, this person Mm. has five of the six things I really want. I'm not saying don't give that person a chance. I'm saying if they only have two and they're like, not the really important ones. Maybe no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, a, I mean, with anything, compromise is inevitable in any relationship. But if it's important not to compromise on the big mm-hmm. things, the big things to you. So, yes, it's okay to be picky, but remembering that compromise is a part of life. <laughs> I will be holding Christine accountable to getting on those yeah. dating apps. So people, updates will be coming. Yeah. she'll You'll be my wing woman then. You'll have to help me. <laughs> So whether you are in a relationship or single, we hope that you found today's discussion thought-provoking and maybe inspired you to examine where you are at in your relationship and or your relationship with yourself. We would love to hear any stories and advice that you want to share with us and which point from Benjamin Daly's list is your favorite on social media or by emailing us. Enjoying the conversations we're having and the topics we're discussing? Consider supporting us through our Bias the Coffee page. We greatly appreciate any help in creating this podcast we love so much. Link in our show notes and link tree. Before we end, don't forget to like, subscribe, or follow us on your preferred listening platforms, and we'll catch you next time.